guys, welcome back to another week of Autastic, your comedian's guide to autism. I'm one of your hosts, my name is Kirk Smith, and I'm here in studio with the very talented... Graham K. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Another episode, another uh, couple weeks. Um, what's new, Kirk? What's happening? How's JJ? JJ's good. Uh, we are on call for, we are on schedule for a call in the next few minutes but uh we've had a call every day this week we've been they've been very uh diligent about the calls more uh, so than normal um sometimes he's not he's distracted by uh carnal pleasures like uh sometimes before he gets ready for bed he's uh uh alone in his bed and uh they do not like to interrupt him so uh, there is no call because the call is at eight o'clock at night for him, his time. And so, uh, yeah, I would say call is supposed to be every day, but I'd say usually it's four or five days a week. But I think he's doing good. I go over there next month uh, in about three weeks trying to figure out the, the whole schedule. Nothing too exciting to report. He really struggles with allergies. So got him Flonase. He also takes some, some liquid thing that he doesn't love, but... Overall, I'd say good. Nothing exciting to report. How's Peter doing? Peter's good. He's still working at his job. He has definitely not eliminated the chit-chatting problem. Um, he let it slip the other day that he got rep, like not reprimanded, but I guess reprimanded verbally by his boss to like get back to work and stop talking. Um, corrected, we'll say. Corrected. And he's like, oh, sorry, sorry. And he's like, but I'm still doing better than I have before. And it's like, I wonder. He just says that. He just re- he's just he's saying. trying to be positive. I'm doing better than I did before. And it's like, you're not. And you're, but fine. Um, it, it's just, I mean, I, I kind of feel for him. I, I, it's just tough to spend your whole life alone. And then when the one place where you can talk to people, you're not allowed to. That's a good point. Yeah, he's not supposed to. Like, so yeah. it's like, I don't know. <laughs> So I don't get angry at him. I'm just like, what do you, you know, just try not to get fired, dude. I, I get it. <laughs> yeah, he's been there, what, now, six months? Is that right? Yep. He, uh, he's done over 100 shifts. He works three times a week, so you do the math. But he told me that he would stop announcing the number of shifts he's had once he passes 100. He was like, I think I'll, I'll give it a rest after 100 gram. Yeah. I'm like, okay, great. And um, he let me know yesterday that uh, it was his 104th shift. Baby steps. Baby steps. Yeah, maybe 200. Yeah, maybe 200. <laughs> so he's proud of it. You know, it's gives him something to keep his, his mind active, focus on. Um, every time I call him, he's rearranging his figurines. Oh my gosh, I forgot to buy him Christmas or birthday presents. When's his birthday? June 12th. I got to do it now. You got time. You got three weeks. I'll still get there time. For yeah, I got to do it now though. You could do Because I buy these, these things off eBay, as you guys know. These perfectly pristine packages that he destroys. Destroys. As soon as he gets them. Sat in some guy's attic for 35 years. Yep. Rips it open. Straight to the trash. Yep. Um, he... He does keep some of the for the for the ships. He keeps the boxes. What's on his list this year? Um, it's Spider-Man stuff. He's moving more Spider-Man, but he's some final. 
um, Star Wars figurines. He wants like duplicates of everything. Backups. Some for some reason. Like he doesn't. Uh, if he loses a gun or a gun breaks or or a lightsaber breaks, he wants the whole new figurine because it comes with a lightsaber. I'm like, I could just buy the lightsaber probably. He's like, no. It breaks because he's playing with them? Or how do these things break? And they They're fall. Just, they fall. Okay. He's doing a lot of rearranging. A lot of, you know, it's a large part of his day is rearranging. So, which is great. But uh, and they're beautiful. Like the, the set, he's got little, all little storylines between each setup. I was going to say, does he set up like actual storylines that happen? Like, like, yes. It looks like a, uh, what's that called? Like a, when they draw out everything before they film it. A, uh, a storyboard? Storyboards. Look yeah. Like storyboards? Okay. Yeah. They're like little storyboards. That's a good way to put it. Okay. And, and he's got this like Ikea shelf with like different sections on it. It's an open shelf. But, and, but each section has a different scene from one of the movies. And then he changes the scenes and moves it around. And um, and then every time I have like a phone call, like a, like a FaceTime or a, we, do in, we do WhatsApp video. Um, and I'm with like, I'm on the road with people. Um, I like let him say hi to everybody. And then he like wants to show them. What he set up. What he set up. He's very proud. And then I have to be like, that's enough. He's like, one more, one more thing. <laughs> like, All right. You got to get that, got to get that uh, audience where you can get it. They need to know. I wonder if he would enjoy, you know how, you know how he does his email where he sends out to, to, to my 45 people on this email list or whatever. Mm-hmm. If he would enjoy a social media account, if you set it up to such like, Hey, my name is Peter. I'm an adult with, with autism, blah, blah, blah. And then it was just pictures of different sets, like of different, uh, storyboards i think there's other people that would enjoy that that's a good idea i am worried about opening him up to people be mean the world yeah yeah um i mean i if it was me i would just put in the bio hey this is a site for me peter my brother graham helps you run it any mean comments will be deleted <laughs> just leave it that anything and you go once was not anything it's like you don't like gone <laughs> yeah blocked and deleted yeah mm-hmm Yeah, that could I bet be. There's a lot of people that would enjoy a scene from Jabba the Hutt with all the little guys holding their little weapons. Yeah. yeah, that's a really good point. And there'd be a lot of other, possibly a lot of people on and off the spectrum. Speaking of somebody not on the spectrum, would love it. Greg Stone would love it. <laughs> Greg Stone. Is his name Greg Stone, a comedian friend of ours from uh, Yeah from the cellar who always talks about action figures. Greg Stone's the man. He's given Peter figurines. Yeah, he loves talking yeah. about action figures. Greg Stone yeah. has uh, he's on the email list. He's Is on, he really? I didn't yeah, know that. He's on Peter's email list. I said, "Hey, man, my brother wants to know if because he was Greg Stone was like, here's some figurines right. for your brother, and he's like, and I gave him my brother." I think there were, we he, we may have done like a WhatsApp chat or something. Yeah, a little video call. To say thank you. I was like, you got to say thank you to Greg. And um, and then Peter was like, do you mind if, can I get Greg's email to say thank you? And I was like, Greg, my brother requests your email to say thank you. Just so you know, once he gets your email, <laughs> you will be in the list. It never ends. It will never end. <laughs> and you will, it, you'll never be off it until yeah. one of you dies. Or it was blocked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Greg was like, yeah, yeah, well, I don't care. Yeah. I was like, okay. I mean, here we go. 
And uh, I was like, hey, but honestly, Greg, you don't have to respond. He won't, he won't get hurt if you don't respond. You don't have to open them. And um, Greg was like, he's a great guy. He was like, yeah, yeah, cool. And so Greg's on the email list. He's one of the 93. And um, Greg has said, like, I think I've told this story on the podcast before. Greg's been like, I've been stressed out on, you know, uh, as a comedian. And you always get these spam emails from people wanting something from you or asking you to help promote something. And yeah. he, he just saw like a, an email, you know, just, you know, he got an email and it, it just said to like f- all 53 of yourselves. And he was like, oh, who is this jerk? And there was like an image attached and he was like, oh, uh, people are spamming me. I'm getting spammed. This guy's spam. He's like, no, wait, that's Graham's brother. And he's like, oh, let me just open it. And he was like, just letting you know, I made a delicious grilled cheese today. And there was two <laughs> pictures of him making a grilled cheese, the two selfies he took. <laughs> or I think he got his helper to make, like, take the pictures. And it was a close-up of the pan and then him standing beside the pan with a spatula. Smiling. Proud. Hey, look at me, grilled cheese. And then Greg was like, you know what? It just brightened up his day. It was like, this, things will be all right. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I, I was stressed think, out. And this man's pumped this, about making a grilled cheese. I don't think you told this story on the podcast. No? No, I don't think so. That's great. Yeah. But people like Greg, unironically, would enjoy him setting up different Star Wars scenes and taking little pictures. Oh, yeah. I really think so. Oh, yeah. Well, he's got them. Greg's already gotten them. He think, gets them via email. It's I think an exclusive the only, email only list. thing is that you really have to deal with is when your brother becomes more famous than you because of this, is it going to bother you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> if your brother becomes famous for staging famous Star Wars scenes with little figurines mm-hmm. and it laps your comedy career, how mad are you going to be on a scale of 1 to 10? <laughs> I actually wouldn't be mad. No, I'm just teasing. I'd be pretty happy. Of course you wouldn't, because you're going to get him to plug your shows. Oh, I'm going to steal from him. In the background, you're going to have like pictures Don King. of your poor. You're going to steal from him like Don King. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to be able to monetize this website, but maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Well, um, I mean, all the money is going to go back to him, so I don't have to support him when I'm older. But, there's that. Get set up a little. Yeah. yeah. I can set up a trust fund. A that's, that's my stealing. <laughs> Setting up a, a, a nice trust fund, so I don't have to. Um, but yeah. I don't think it's a terrible idea. No, I don't think it's a terrible idea either. Just yeah. Maybe next time we go back, I'll run it by the parents. They're not gonna like it. But Maybe you set it up like as an account so it's not in his name in the sense that if it gets a mean comment, you're like, Ah, oh, it's not for you, it's for the account. I don't know if he could if that helps him distinguish it at all, but it's like, eh, it's they're not talking about you. It's I could disable comments too, but you could disable comments. People like comments though, that's the only thing. I would, um, I would keep the comments open. I would just put right in the bio. I'm, I'm an adult. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just worry about scams. DMing him. Him giving the his like social and his. Uh, but I think there's a bank. button you can be like no 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 DMs. No DMs. Right? That'd be good. That's for hot girls. Yeah. No messages. That's right. He's like now I remember. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's right. I can't I message. I tried to him. message a hot girl. Yeah. I can't. Hey you. <laughs> You want to get married? Hmm. Hilarious. What if you met the love of his life? She's like, you like Star Wars. I like Star Wars. That's it. Let's do it. Let's get married. Um, now, we talked briefly about him maybe coming down this summer for a little quick visit or summer fall. Is that any plans on that? I think I'm going to wait for his like 40th birthday next year or something. Okay. I'm so busy this year. I like, I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I could figure it out. I you should I guess I should probably do something. Um, 
sooner than later, but we, maybe he's going to come in the fall. Who knows? I'll have some time, but I'm flying up for my dad's birthday, which is a couple weeks after his birthday. So, you know, should be nice. Mm-hmm. He gave me a present last time I was there and I'm not to open it. I have it in my apartment right now and I'm not to open it until my birthday. It's pretty cute. Yeah. Um, Hopefully it's not a grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, I just got a text from my buddy Mike from high school um, just now. And it says, Pete hand-delivered this and chatted up my second bride, in quotation marks. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what he said to his face? So my buddy is getting married again. And... And it says, it's an envelope, and it's handwritten in pencil, and it's and so this is my buddy Mike from high school that takes Peter to Boston Pizza, to, to Boston get, Pizza, to get beers, blah blah blah, and he goes uh, to Mike Tomlinson, uh, and his second very very lovely bride Celine, <laughs> double exclamation point. Then, so I got that picture and Mike goes, Pete hand delivered this and chatted up my quote, second bride. <laughs> He's the effing best. That's hilarious. Oh, uh, that's so good. That is so good. That's really funny. Honestly, though, he's not wrong. <laughs> he's, he's very accurate. Just so you know, you are his second bride. <laughs> second born, second choice. <laughs> oh, man. What a great time of that text to come in. Um, yeah. So, all in all, old Petey's killing it. He's doing great. He's doing great. He, uh, I think he went on a bike ride. The other day, for the first time in a while, he bought a new baseball hat, and I got a picture or a baseball cap, a Spider-Man baseball cap. Big stuff happening. Big stuff. He's living his life. He's yeah. out there living it, mm-hmm. doing his best. Well, should we do a, in the news? Mm-hmm. This is a Boston Globe. What did we decide on this? Am I, am I stepping on you? Oh, yeah. We said you could read if you want. Yeah, whatever you want to do. You started reading it. Now you got to do it. <laughs> Graham's in a funky mood today, guys. He's been <laughs> on the road a lot. He's a, he's on one. Mm-hmm. He's stressing out. It's life is gonna be over. It's a half empty. I have um, I have OCD. I am a germaphobe. Kirk blew his nose Not and true. put it put it face down on my kitchen table. Graham is insane. I watched him do it. I know what I did. I can't get sick. I'm going on the road. And I could show it to him, but he didn't allow me to show it to him because that's disgusting. Then so he I goes, look, look, it was inside, and he opened, then he, he yeah. blew his nose twice in it. He yes. blew his nose on twice the inside, in it. Both times. First on the inside, second on the outside, which is the one he put down. And then he goes, he picks it up, and he goes, no, look. And he sh- opens up the, the nose-blown tissue and sh- like shoves it in my face. like, look, see, look at the snot is inside. How is that, that not an true. insane thing to do? To someone who's already reeling. <laughs> Here you go. Here's more. Here's double. I don't double. understand why the reeling, though. And I showed you the outside. The outside's dry. So how did I blow my nose in the outside dry part? You did a second, the final the final wipe. The final, like, you blow your nose, then you turn around and did, like, a get get the, you know. 
So that's the behind the scenes of what's going on here at Autastic today. <laughs> yeah, I might have a tinge. Um, you can read. <laughs> oh, this might be our best episode, guys. I don't want to brag. We've done 360 of these, and uh, this is the best one. If, if there's a, I don't remember how many we've done, but Peter, if we get Peter on the case, he'd let us know each each day. He could give. We could give yeah. a little update. Yeah. Anyway, read. Can you win? What can you win for these? You can't win oh. a Grammy. You can win a, a Webby. No, what do you win for 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 a podcast? Oh, this an Oscar. An Oscar. Yeah. Oh, a Nobel Prize. A Nobel Prize. Yeah, for science. For t- two idiots. We almost called this two idiots guy to autism. A little behind the scenes mm-hmm. thing. Well, my autistic son's cold cheeseburger taught me about bureaucracy. It's from the Boston Globe. And how Graham is losing his damn mind. I'm just reading what it says here. That's what it says. Oh, I've been losing my mind for a while. I don't <laughs> care about that. We spent the you, summer. You, you never had one to start with, so that's the issue. That's the nice thing about being dumb. Throwing some, showing someone their boogers. That's the nice thing about being dumb. There's nowhere to go. Nowhere to I'm go. I'm not going down. No. Nope. I'm right at the same level I've yeah. always been. Yeah. And you're the one that's surprised. I've always been here. Mm. We spent the summer in an environment of organized stupidity with all the exits blocked. It's June 2019, and my son, Misha, has been returning home from his summer autism classroom in Cambridge in a bad mood. On some days, he's fidgety and riled up. On others, he wears a hangdog look. One afternoon, a teacher's aide addressed my expression of concern by informing me he's been refusing to eat his lunch. Ah, he's hungry. But why? Misha isn't apt to say. At seven years old, he doesn't speak or write or read. At least not very much. Maybe he doesn't find the visuals, uh, the Vic tools detectable. Vic tools? I don't know what that word means. Me neither. It's true. The eight degrees. The piece of stale pita bread with three cubes of cheddar cheese tucked inside doesn't wet Misha's appetite. Wet is spelled W-H-E-T. I didn't know that. But the vegan options is all that remains after he declines these cheeseburger wraps. Now that's odd. Misha carries seven medical diagnoses, but nothing between heaven and earth typically prevents him from scarfing cheeseburgers. His aid... Ushers me into a hallway and lowers her voice. She probably whispers, he didn't appreciate the cheeseburgers served cold. The regular school cafeteria is closed for the summer, and every morning the lunch arrives prepackaged in milk chests with instructions for reheating the cheeseburgers. The classroom contains a microwave, but the teachers have been forbidden from touching the appliance. Abashed, she divulges that none of Misha's classmates have eaten their lunch. Her look of embarrassment reflects a secret truth, the predicament of autistic People like my son stems not principally from their challenges, real as those are, but it's from the failure of medical and educational and human services insti- institutions to provide for their actual needs. What explains the discrepancy? The rule enjoying the microwave, the aide went on to say, had been issued by the Office of Summer Food Program. I walk over to the program's office several blocks away and buttonhole the director at her desk. You see, my son attends summer school. He's autistic and doesn't talk. He won't eat the cheeseburgers you're sitting over cold. No, he isn't one of the summer camps. He's in the autism classroom at the summer school. No, he hasn't complained exactly. He doesn't talk. Yes, the microwave functions fine. Someone in the office apparently forbade the teachers from operating them. Oh, yes, comes the blithe reply. The regular school cafeteria is closed for the summer. I know that. The microwaves remain in the classroom belonging to the food and nutrition office. The director issued a preemptory edict edict before she adjourned for vacation, forbidding anyone from operating the microwaves. Very sorry, there's nothing that this program can do. You will contact the district administrator in 
you might contact the district administrator in charge of autism if that means that much to you. The district administrator in charge of autism confirms the microbe belongs to food and nutrition. If the microbe can't be used, I re remonstrate. Then permit me to donate one so Michigan's classmates can eat get yeah. their hunger strike. No, she replies. Massachusetts state's regulation stipulates only certified food handlers may touch the appliance. None of the summer's teachers are certified. Igor, ergo, no microwaves may be used. Ergo. This is for everyone's safety. This is open for you to read, so if you want to. You still have your chance. <laughs> Who issues these certifications for which you speak of vendors serve safe, she answers. I telephoned serve safe. I'm going to have to blow my nose. You want yep. to take over from here? Nope. Okay. I telephoned serve safe. She answers. She confirms that the pleasant person who answers the phone that our company does offer training and certification in food handling, but she struggles to follow the preamble to my request for help in getting to the root of the matter. Let me transfer you to my supervisor, Mr. Summer. To be oh, continued. man. Kirk is blowing his nose. He is paused, blows nose. He's put it right in the trash. Not on the table, showing improvement. Graham, however, continues to descend into madness. Hmm. Uh, to the safe serve supervisor. I knock, I knock up a rough narrative of the situation, liking it for reasons I could put down to only a mixture of defensiveness and exasperation to certain stories and novels by Franz Kafka. I honestly think this is tailored towards you. There's references here I don't understand. Franz Kafka? Kafka-esque is like when it's weird. and Yeah, I feel like that's right up your alley. It's like... Very artsy, clever, intellectual. Well, it, that's not what that means. I know, but have you read the novels and stories by Franz Kafka? I'm guessing yes. Yes, I short haven't. stories. Yeah. The long silence follows my ex exegesis. I do know what that means. That's because they use that in biblical stuff. When you, I don't know what that means. See? Good thing you read it. you're reading it. It's just because it's the Bible. Yeah, I don't read it. Of the metamorphosis. The metamorphosis has a link to it. That means it's a book, but I don't know what the, the book Kafka. is. Your question is bizarre. The irritated supervisor finally breaks in. The safe source has nothing to do with the microbes. It means as much to you. Try the Department of the Massachusetts Department of Public Health. I try the Massachusetts Department of Public Health. The department denies jurisdiction and refers me to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the funder of the Cambridge Summer Food Program. The U.S. Department of Agriculture disclaims jurisdiction as well. Was I not aware of the differences between a federal funded and local administrator and a local administrator of said funding? I was not. Several more days of calling around puts me on the phone with the state's point person for the federal grant. She is the chief nutritionist at the Massachusetts Department of Elementary and Secondary Education. By now, having regaled eight or nine different officials with the top, I'm hon I've honed my query. The chief nutritionist listens attentively through his inherited, inherent tedium. Our 25-minute colloquy, colloquy? Soliloquy, I think it is. I've never seen it spelled out. C-O-L-L-O-Q-U-Y. Soliloquy? No S? Soliloquy? I don't know. I don't think that's a... Anyway. Concludes with... Look uh, it concludes up. that no custom... C-O-L-L-O-Q-U-Y. I think it's colloquy. You can keep reading. Uh, concludes that no custom practice stipulation... A conversation. That makes sense. Um, 
Yeah, no custom practice stipulation statute rule or regulation forbids the use of microwaves under this circumstance. Triumphant. I relayed the news to the district administrator along the request to promptly rescind the injunction. The administrator acknowledges the correction, but puts my request on ice, as it were. She needs to sound out upper administration. I would strangle somebody. A week later, I received the email. I have informed the teachers they'll be able to heat up the students' lunches on the days that deliver foods that should be warmed. She writes without explaining the turnabout. I will email the teachers now so that they know. But by this time, summer school has nearly ended. Much of the time, such senselessness appears the byproduct of modern life, a phenomenon at once banal and implacable and ubiquitous. Repeating a simple question, why? Tends to leave one feeling dumb. Only when bureaucracy emits disturbing undertones and some procedural howler turns up their volume does the mind concentrate on a strange disquiet. I'm wondering if this is written by Kafka because honestly, well, this is clearly someone who just can't wait. It's like their first time. It's a, this is a it's not an a it's not by a journalist. This is by a parent who got something published in the paper as, as, as an opinion. So no idea. it's someone who is uh, excited to, to write. She's Put it that way. Into it. Excited to write. You know, after you... Yeah. Anyway. What then does the case of the cold cheeseburger reveal about the bureaucracy as a mode of power? All bureaucracies operate according to the principle of jurisdiction. Rules, ju- rules regulations, and laws underwrite the command authority of all duty... Duly placed officials. In this case, though, nobody knew who had jurisdiction and the requisite policy didn't yet exist. Yet, there could be no special favors. The attitude of detachment, a principle indifferent to the inner life of will, instinct, and emotion, constitutes bureaucracy's special quality among social structures. Okay, now you're just milking this thing. At, at, it depersonalized, as this case shows, the best intention caregivers. Pretty much any unofficial person, anyone in the world, would instantly know. What you do upon encountering a group of hungry, disabled seven-year-olds, feed them. Misha's teachers possess the resources to do what their conscience would ob- oblige in every other social situation, yet the chain of authority confounded their most basic predilection. My indignation couldn't, couldn't <laughs> make no difference. Indignation draws counterparties into shared morality. Bureaucracies operate on the basis of written rules, not moral improvisation. The administrator reached for the retort of the state regulation she supposed. Must be Mark Microwave Authority to the domain of the certificate holder. Yeah, I should have been a farmer. This supposition, ludicrous in its face, turned out to be unreal as well. But her her genuflection, I've never heard of that word either. G, and I'm okay, Red. Genuflection, like genuflecting. Yeah. Yeah. Shows that I've never seen it. I've heard it said, never seen it written. Yeah. Shows that the bureaucracy must be imagined before manifesting in material fact. Families like mine are requested to undertake this exercise all the time. Non-speaking autistics like Misha have familiar structures, standard routines, and stable reinforcers to, to quote-unquote, prevent regression, we are told. But maybe this insistence reflects the abstract needs of an official rather than the actual needs of the child. When I inform the administrator in, in charge that no written policy prevents the teachers from feeding food from feeding the children edible food, she herself appeared to regress into a state of occupational psychopathy. Psych- psychopathy, yeah. She needed to defer to the celestial hierarchy of quote-unquote upper administrators to tell her what to do. How much more of this do you want me to read? I mean, complicity you, you, can go, you can go to the last, last paragraph. Just her complicity the last paragraph. in the minor act of cruelty probably never occurred to her in the social revelations found on domination. The anthropologist David 
Garbus suggests remain hidden until someone breaks in and asks the pertinent question. Quote, which party bears the burden of interpretive labor? Who is principally required to take the perspective of the other party? Why children like Misha must bear this burden, implied to expel enormous amounts of energy, attempting to understand the motivations, perceptions of dictating educators is a question that hardly ever comes up in debate. I'm going to fast forward to the end because it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a lot more still. Here we go. Here we go. We get the point. Wow. Okay. Picture a man crawling. Also, just so you know, I, uh, in order to get access to the full article, I subscribed you to the Boston Globe for $1 a month. You better not have. I did. You Take it out of my have. Patreon, baby. You better not have. Well, <laughs> you gotta support. You gotta support independent journalism, man. Uh, you gotta support independent journalism. I get to do whatever I want with my money. I can burn it. <laughs> picture a man creating a large. I elect- hate democracy. Picture a man creating a large electronic device. And that's why I don't hand over my phone to people because I don't trust their decisions. I didn't do it. I'm just messing. Picture with a that. man creating a large electronic device. Outside of a locked door of elementary school around lunchtime. Think he, can hear me. he had no appointment, no lanyard, and exactly. refuses to desist. Just between you and us. He says what he needs me. to warm up cheeseburgers. No rule forbids it, he cries. Eventually, men with guns, sticks, and tasers would arrive. But when they did, they would accept his representation of the, st- of the situation as compelling or plausible or even coherent. Would Cambridge police command the school authorities to stand aside and open the doors to the charity of a meal for children of. Okay. It's. John Sumners, a research fellow of history and disability at the New just America. Just read the last paragraph. I did. Oh. I'm just reading who he was. He oh. was John Sumners is a research fellow in history and disability at the New America, the editorial director of Lingua Franca Media. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That was uh lengthy. Yeah. Well there there's, there's interesting. There are some there are some um critiques I have. I I I I enjoy I enjoy his his verbiage. I have some critiques on his writing. Um, <laughs> it's not super as I'm accessible. sure you do. Well, it's it's not just that. It's not. It's sometimes smart people aren't the best writers because they're not the best communicators. Um, and it also made me think about how. Uh, smart people are more likely to have a child with autism. Maybe. I don't, I don't um, know what the statistics are, but I do think there's a difference between smart people and good communicators. <laughs> Knowing a lot of good words is not the same as communicating something you need to, yeah, concisely. Yes. But that's a different Yeah. That's a different topic. But I agree with the writer. Obviously, John Sumner, very well-written article. Congratulations well. on voicing... Making a voice for your uh, voiceless child, mm-hmm. and uh, nonverbal like yours. Yep, that would be. I don't know if have I you would ever run into any bureaucracy like that. Frustrating. Yeah, I, we have a. Um, we we touched on this earlier, but the allergies. My son has allergies, like I have allergies right now, and um, I took a Claritin before I left the house. But I also usually, and I forgot to today, do a Nasonex spray, and I'm like, and he's got really bad allergies, and he'll, and he'll. Uh, keep rubbing it till he gives himself a nosebleed. So I'm like, just spray this nascent X up his nose. And they'll be like, we can't give him any medicine until it's prescribed by the doctor, which I understand the idea, but I'm like, yeah, but this is over the counter 
allergy medicine and they're like well you can give it to them but you need to for us to give it to them mm-hmm. we'd have to run it by the doctor that's annoying that being said reached out to the doctor and uh we fixed it um good i think we're doing all, yeah so here we go folks um that's been another episode we did it first on air argument 300 episodes in, 305 episodes in. We've had others. Mm. Remember the one when we lost all those followers and you were like, don't say this, Graham? And That's I was right. like, it'll be good for, um, uh, it'll, it'll be good good banter. It's a good argument to we have. We did lose about half our followers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you got a bunch of emails saying, I'll listen to it again if Graham's not on it. It wasn't, it wasn't quite like that, but it yeah. was, I forgot. You had a couple that. of those. You read them to me. Um, I had a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, what do you got this week? What do I? I got, I'm I'm in town this weekend, but I'm going to be going out with Nate Bragazzi next weekend. Uh, opening up for Nate, I just did Red Rocks in Denver, Colorado, or uh, just outside Denver. That was amazing. The Beatles played there. I just found out they they didn't sell out, but Nate Bragazzi did. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Did the Beatles say "God Bless America"? I'm guessing not. Nope. Ten thousand people. It was pretty insane. It was great. Um. What do you got this coming up that people? Oh, you know what I need to tell you guys about my autastics out there. On July third, the day before we celebrate freedom, I'm going to be performing in Los Angeles, California, at Dynasty Typewriter, which is a theater. It's a theater in L.A. It's also called the Hayworth Theater. I believe named after Rita Hayworth. So it's got two names. But just Dynasty Typewriter. I'm going to be performing at Dynasty Typewriter July 3rd in Los Angeles, California. I want you to get tickets because they're going to go. They're going to go fast. I'm going to be doing my my solo show called My Brother Has Autism. Um, It is a, a, it's the best thing I've ever done. I'm very proud of it. it. It talks about what it was like growing up with my brother and what my life will be like going forward and just sort of the meaning of having a sibling with autism. When I perform the show in New York, I get a lot of just single guys. Really? Coming out and sitting and I and then I go uh how'd you hear about the show? And they go, "Well, my brother has autism and I was curious." And that people really like it. It's um it's awesome. Yeah, I'm uh This is the third time, fourth show. Oh, this will be like well, it's different. I, I th- this will be about the th- I don't know the tenth time I've done it. Awesome. Probably the time I do it then. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Yeah. How about you? Uh, back on ships. I don't. Uh, I think I'm mostly doing ships this next month. I've got a couple of little things in New York City. I'm gonna work on uh, trying to update, and then uh, yeah, August, uh, and then then next month, and then also going to see JJ. I can't plug into those shows. What you can, how you can help me. I'm really doing a new, uh, another social media push. If you could take a second and share my videos on YouTube and Facebook, it would really help old Kirk out. Just hit Mm -hmm. that share, send a little comment. It's because the way the algorithms work, it helps me get other viewers and helps me. Generate a fan base where I can tour and have people come to see my shows 
live. Another I mean, social media push. Kirk Smith comedy, I know. On CNN was right. The counteroffensive is coming. I don't know what that means. That's stupid. They, okay. I just saw the headline today. Oh. Because Zelensky is... It's a spring pushback against Russia. What are you talking about? Oh, Ukraine. Sorry, it's dumb. Anyway, uh, hold on. I, I, uh, I, Kirk I, Smith comedy on all the social media. Go ahead. Go ahead. Your no, turn. no, I'm bombing. I just wanted to say the actual tag. Yeah, Kirk Smith comedy. Follow him. I'm at Mr. Graham K. Also, I'm on. You know, follow me on the old YouTube. I, I'm. Uh, we're having fun over there. Okay. Good night. Have a great week, guys. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs>